You may have noticed when you open this podcast today that it's a little bit shorter than the other episodes have been, and that's for a very good reason. I've been super busy the last two weeks, and if you're asking yourself, well, what's been keeping you so busy, Amanda? It's a little something I like to call Franksgiving. It's a holiday that I've been celebrating since I left the United States, and so today I thought I would let you know a little bit about Franksgiving, how it came to be, and why it's such an important holiday to me. So let's take a look. looked forward to Thanksgiving and I was never really sure what made it my favorite of the end of the year holidays but I always really liked it and looking back now I think it's because it was the holiday that kind of kicked off the rest of the holiday season it was the time of year when we could start to sometimes see a little bit of snow in Michigan I was looking forward to the delicious food that we would be enjoying spending time with family and I have a huge family on both my dad's side and my mom's side so lots of aunts uncles and cousins to catch up with so it was always just a nice feeling that it was that time of year again and Thanksgiving always marked the beginning of that time of year for me. So I wasn't really surprised when my first holiday season abroad when I had moved to Korea I was really missing the time that I would spend with my family especially during Thanksgiving. It hadn't been so long since I had arrived. I arrived in August of 2009 and so by the time Thanksgiving rolled around at the end of November in 2009 I was feeling a little bit homesick and really wanting to have something from home at that time. Being in Korea, being in a small apartment back in 2009, I wasn't really sure if I would be able to find like a turkey and of course how am I going to cook it? I didn't have an oven in my apartment and I didn't really have that much cooking experience because I had lived at home while I was in university. My university wasn't very far away from my home and so I had never really lived outside of my home and then I graduated from university when I turned 21 and that's how old I was when I moved over to Korea. So I didn't have a ton of experience cooking, especially big holiday recipes, so I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to capture that feeling. And in fact, I don't think I really ended up doing anything special that year for Thanksgiving. I think I just kind of accepted that, all right, well, I made the choice to move to another country. This isn't anything that's celebrated here, of course. And so that's, you know, one of the downsides of moving abroad. You're going to lose some things from home naturally. But by 2010, I had found out that it was possible to get a standard American Thanksgiving meal, you know, the mashed potatoes and turkey and gravy and all of that kind of stuff from the local army base because, you know, South Korea, it does have a few American military bases. And so you could, if you knew someone or you knew someone who knew someone, you could manage to order a Thanksgiving dinner off the base. But back in 2010, uh, some friends and my now, of course, ex-husband, we did end up finding a place where we would be able to have a meal that kind of resembled something that I would have back home with my family. So I was really excited about that. And we had a nice time. You know, the, there were the standards, even pumpkin pie and apple pie, all that stuff. So it was nice to have a little taste of home. And since that time, I've just grown to appreciate Thanksgiving more and more. I know the holiday itself is quite storied and complicated, but for what I'm talking about here, I'm just talking about that day of the year where I would have a meal with my family and spend a little time to show my appreciation for them. 
And the longer that I stayed away, the longer that I lived abroad, the more I appreciated those memories that I had with them. But you know, it's important to make roots in the place that you decide to call home. And you have to try to find a way to make the place that you've chosen to be your home as a place that you can continue to live. Like I said, it had been my choice to move to South Korea. And so because of that, I wanted to establish, you know, my own kind of Thanksgiving. Of course, it wouldn't be exactly the same, but when you are someone who lives abroad, your community is the community that you make. You have to make an effort and whether that ends up being someone you're in a relationship with or friends or even just your coworkers, uh, without any support system, it can get pretty challenging. One of the things that makes living abroad difficult is the loneliness that you will probably experience if you have an emergency, if you end up in the hospital. One time I was hit by a taxi when I was riding my bicycle in Korea and the people that came to the hospital were my coworkers. You really have to establish some kind of community around you. Otherwise, living in a place that's not your home, whether it be abroad or whether it just be in a different city, it can make things really challenging. And so your friends and the people that you're close to, they become like your family. I mean, that kind of problem exists whether you live abroad or not. There are plenty of people in every situation who don't feel that they have a really great support system. And I think that's one of the things that has increasingly turned me off of the Christmas season and the holiday season in general. I remember what it was like that first year when I found myself just in a place where I didn't know anyone really and I was just by myself, and I had been in that situation by my own choice, but there are plenty of people who are experiencing that similar loneliness, and it's not by their choice, and so when I see the Christmas lights starting to go up around town, and the fact that it's going up earlier and earlier every year, everywhere you look, it's just buy this for your family, eat this food with your family, get together with all of your friends, and let's have some drinks. I find it just less and less about the enjoyment of being together and more about the commercial aspect. And I know I'm not saying anything profound. I know this has been an issue for a really long time, but just having a little experience with what that loneliness can be like sometimes, I just feel sorry that it's rubbed into people's faces so much. And that's not to say that people shouldn't have a good time and be festive around the holidays. And the chance to get together with friends and family is very special, but the fact that it's kind of shoved down our throats and in everyone's face for so many months now, I feel like it must be really tough for some and my heart really goes out to those people but when it comes to thanksgiving i still really look forward to it and i still have a good time with it because whether i'm just celebrating it just with jeremy or in the past when i was just celebrating it by myself with my dog or with a small group of friends it wasn't all about the gifts the advertisements the black friday sales all of that nonsense has already started but on thanksgiving it's just about getting together it's just a simple and relaxed day where you can take a little extra time and reflect on the things that you're grateful for, whatever they might be. And being abroad, I just really wanted to make a point that I was very grateful for the people that I had around me and how much their friendship meant to me and still means to me. So that's when I started having the Thanksgiving dinner at my home. I would take time to try to find the ingredients as best as I could to make something similar to what I would have with my family back in Michigan. Sometimes getting a turkey was a challenge, but generally we figured out some way to make it work. In the very least, we ended up having chicken breast instead of turkey, but that was fine. There was always stuffing, there was always mashed potatoes, and plenty of wine, plenty of dessert, plenty of pie. It's my favorite thing to make, an apple pie. It ended up starting to become a tradition, and I didn't want to call it Thanksgiving because it wasn't exactly the Thanksgiving holiday, it was Thanksgiving with my friends. So I just started calling it Franksgiving because of that. This was before I had been aware that the word Friendsgiving had already entered the lexicon, and so I just kind of made up its own name, even though they already had a different name for it. 
I guess I just wasn't cool enough to be paying attention to things like Twitter. And apparently the word started to appear in print around 2007 and it really picked up steam when it was featured in some advertisements around 2011. But living in Korea, I was fully unaware of those things. So I was calling it Franksgiving. And personally, I found that Franksgiving fit better than Friendsgiving. But when I looked it up to find out why people said Friendsgiving instead of Franksgiving, I might have found out one of the reasons why. It turns out back in the 1930s, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he decided that he was going to change the tradition of having Thanksgiving on the last Thursday of November to a set date of November 23rd in order to help give shoppers a little extra time for shopping. That was already back in the 1930s, so the holiday shopping push has existed for a long time. Of course, he was getting a lot of criticism for this, but some of the states did decide to follow this new November 23rd holiday. And for the people and the states that weren't going to celebrate that or didn't want to celebrate that, they were calling that November 23rd holiday Franksgiving. So that might be one of the reasons why we ended up with Friendsgiving instead of Franksgiving, but who knows for sure. Also, another thing is just that for me, those friends that were abroad, they were more than my friends. They were the support community that I had. And so they were like family. Some of them I'm still in touch with. And I'm so grateful for the relationships that I built up there. The name really worked out well because by the time I got to France, then it just sounded like France Thanksgiving. So it just works out. But that's what Thanksgiving is. It's just friends Thanksgiving, but now it's France friends Thanksgiving. (laughs) The first Thanksgiving that I had here was back in my apartment in Charleville. By that time, I had been dating Jeremy for almost two months, so naturally I invited him, and I invited him to invite his friends as well. I thought, you know, the more the merrier, so please bring them along. And also the drive from his house to my place was like 90 minutes, so I thought, yeah, bring some company, have a nice car ride over, and then we'll have more people to celebrate with. I also invited two new friends that I had met through my coworker, and another from the same program that I was doing, another American, I invited her to join as well. And we had a really nice first Thanksgiving in France. It was great. It was a lot easier to find the ingredients that I needed in France than it had been in Korea. We added a few games, which have since become part of the Thanksgiving tradition. We always have to play these games. Um, so the first French Thanksgiving ended up being a big success and I was really looking forward to having another Thanksgiving in 2020 because I was still of course in touch with everyone that had been at the first one and so I thought everyone was pretty excited but then with COVID it ended up not being possible so Jeremy and I we just ended up celebrating our own little Thanksgiving at home but then this year fortunately we were able to have a big Thanksgiving again. And by big, I don't mean like a huge number. We're still trying to be careful with COVID and everything like that. But we had a group of six of Jeremy's friends and their children. And then the two ladies that I met through a coworker who have become very good friends of mine. And then also a couple that we met at the wedding of those friends. So it's just kind of uh, like, you know, you meet people through people and then you meet other people and those people become the community that you have around you and it's a very nice feeling. So I really wanted to go all out this year because we hadn't been able to celebrate last year. So for this year's Thanksgiving gift, I decided to give everyone a jar of Korean tea. If you've never had Korean tea before, of course there are a bunch of different kinds, but my favorites are the lemon ginger tea and quince tea. 
And you can find them if you don't want to make them at home. You can find them in Korean supermarkets. And it's just a jar. It almost looks like jam. It's kind of like a marmalade. And you put it at the bottom of your mug and then you pour hot water over it. And it's pretty much the best thing that you can drink in the winter if you've got a cold or if you just want to warm up on a snowy day. That's the way to go. Just by chance, everyone that had come to Thanksgiving this year was in a couple. So each each couple got one one jar of quince tea and one jar of lemon ginger tea and recently I've picked up crochet so I decided to crochet something called a mug hug. It's kind of hard to explain but it's like a little crocheted coat for your mug with a little button on it so that you can slip it through the handle of the mug and so I put one of those around each of the jars and then the actual cooking for Thanksgiving started on Saturday morning at about 7 30 and I didn't stop until after people had finished their appetizers <laughs> so It was a pretty solid day and a half without stopping of cooking. I started at 7.30 in the morning on Saturday, and I think I finished around 10.30 at night on Saturday, and then I started up again at 6.30 on Sunday morning, and everyone arrived here at our house at 2 p.m. I wanted everyone to come hungry, so I told them, don't eat a big breakfast or eat your breakfast early, and we're going to start eating at 2. And we played the game, and then we had dinner around 4. We played another game, and then we had dessert. And so it was a really full day. And I'm talking to you right now. I'm recording this right now on the Monday after Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving was yesterday. And I still haven't finished cleaning the kitchen, which is one of the reasons why I've been incredibly busy. I would consider myself to be a bit introverted, but every once in then I get enough energy to have a big gathering with a bunch of people and I really like to host people at our house. I really like to cook for them and make things for people and so I have this kind of expression that I use to refer to myself. I say that I want to be nobody's mom and everybody's grandma and that's the expression I use when people ask me if I want to have kids but I do love to be a kind of host like a grandma. There's nothing more satisfying than seeing a bunch of people leave my house well fed. It's always a pleasure to cook up a big meal and we get some leftovers for our meals for today and tomorrow so that's always really exciting. Oh yeah, and I forgot to mention what we had to eat. So if you are not in the U.S. or if you maybe have a little bit of your own kind of tradition that you might celebrate for Thanksgiving or a holiday around this time, maybe you're not really familiar with what some families eat. But uh, for my family, we always had a turkey and some stuffing and things like that. So the foods that I prepare for Thanksgiving are some turkey breast because my oven is not big enough to have a turkey and for you know, more than 10 people, it's pretty hard to find an appropriate size turkey. So I just usually cook up some turkey breasts and maybe some turkey legs if people ask for it or chicken legs. And then I make a whole bunch of other stuff. (laughs) On the side, we have stuffing and stuffing has to be my absolute favorite as far as Thanksgiving foods go. And then mashed potatoes, gravy, cranberry relish. And cranberry relish is always tricky because it's not really easy to find fresh cranberries, so generally I have to buy dried cranberries and rehydrate them, which is possible. It's not as good as if you just had fresh ones, but you can soak it in a hot liquid. You can soak them in like hot orange juice for a while, and it actually works out really well for cranberry relish. It really captures the flavor. (laughs) You get that tangy, sour sweetness that you're hoping for that goes so well with the turkey. I also made some red curry squash soup and then we had some herb roasted green beans and carrots and of course there is a fresh loaf of sourdough with some homemade garlic herb butter which sounds a lot harder to make than it actually is so I 100% recommend you to go online and get a recipe for homemade garlic herb butter. 
it'll change your life. Just don't make sure not to use fresh garlic because you have a chance of getting botulism. So just use the dried garlic if you're going to make it so it'll last a little bit longer. And for dessert, I made homemade vanilla bean ice cream, pumpkin cheesecake, and pumpkin pie. And when I say pumpkin cheesecake and pumpkin pie, I don't actually mean pumpkin. I use the red curry squash from the garden to make my own squash puree. And then I use that puree in the cheesecake and in the pumpkin pie as well. Also surprisingly pretty easy to do. So if you are not in a place where you can find canned pumpkin, or if you just want to give non-canned pumpkin a try, because trust me, it's better. You can try to roast your own squash. It's really easy. You just cut open the squash and roast it maybe with some brown sugar and some warm spices like cinnamon or nutmeg, and then you blend it. And that's the puree that you can use for your pumpkin pie, pumpkin cheesecake. And if you're going to roast your squash, just melt some butter and then put that brown sugar and those warm spices into the butter and put it on top. And I also peel the squash, but some people do, some people don't. It just depends. You can find different recipes and different suggestions online. So check out what works for you. And then we also, of course, had the classic apple pie. And so I think that's it. I think I covered all the foods that we had. For drinks, I made some mulled spiced wine. It's called Vanchot and it's a classic during the holiday times here in France. It's got the warm spices again, like cloves and cinnamon and orange slices and cranberries. It's really nice. And some red wine. I made spiced apple juice for the kids so that we didn't get them drunk. (laughs) Of course, we don't want that. And it was quite a nice Thanksgiving this year. That's about all we did for the holiday and I'm totally exhausted now. And so that's why this episode is a little bit short today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you are one of those people that doesn't find the holidays to be particularly enjoyable, just try to remember that somewhere out there, there is a community that will be happy to support you and, you know, be the family that you make. And I hope you'll be able to find a little bit of comfort knowing that people understand how you feel. And I hope you find a community and a support system that deserves to have you around. On that note, I will say thank you so much for joining me today. Next week, I have a longer and very special episode with a very special guest. So stick around for that. Go ahead and check out the pictures from this episode. Unfortunately, I didn't take very many pictures yesterday because I was so busy. And by the time I got to the table, I just wanted to be in the moment and talking to everyone that was there. And so I didn't really take any pictures of the food, sadly, because I wanted to show you for this episode. And then I didn't take any pictures, which was great. So um, I'll do my best to find Maybe I'll take some pictures of the leftovers. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you don't want to see that. But anyway, um, head over to the Instagram and the Facebook page for some photos and for more information about the episodes each week. Anytime you have a question or anything, DM me on those platforms and I really look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for one month of the Fascinations podcast already. I hope you're enjoying it and tune in soon for another extra special fascination. Thank you so much.